Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So Paul says, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. What a great thing. Jesus is into a healthy body. We're into keeping ourselves healthy, or we should be, I hope, with healthy uh, diets and exercise and rest. And guess what? His body needs the same thing. It needs a healthy diet. It needs to exercise and actually do something. And it needs to rest in him and our bodies are amazing what god has given to us if you wiggle your toes there no one will notice so don't be embarrassed wiggle your toes those toes are thinner than a pencil and yet they push they can push your entire weight off to one side when you're playing tennis or crossing street avoiding peter eastman on his push bike If you cup your hand over your ear, that sound you can hear is not the ocean. It's the sound of blood being pumped through thousands of capillaries in your ear. I'm not going to laugh at you if you actually try it. If you rub your arm with your finger, a hundred nerves per square centimeter on your arm send a message back to your brain. That there's something touching your arm. It's amazing. What a blessing God has given us. Our bodies. And his body is amazing too. His church is amazing. Have you ever been asked what sort of car you would be if you were a car? What sort of car would you be if you were a car? Now you have. My wife would be an Italian sports car, expensive, very attractive, but needing a lot of my time and attention. (laughs) And I would be a Japanese car, very reliable. It would be a drift machine, uh, fun, Uh, and it would be just right on the edge of crazy and dangerous. Yeah. Okay, what about if you're a body part, what part would you be? And we'll immediately rule out all parts covered by underwear, okay? Because you don't want any awkward conversations, right? But what other part would you be? All the extroverts would be thinking something on the outside. Okay, I'm going to be an expressive Italian hand or, you know, a nose or a mouth, something noisy, something visible. And then the introverts are thinking behind the scenes, something invisible, maybe a spleen. Maybe a lung, a heart, all heart, darling, that's you. I didn't even take her out for Valentine's Day dinner. Where is Prem? You set set the bar far too high. As Christ's body, there are all different parts that work together. And uh, you could be part of the largest organ in the body, which is the skin. The skin that, that 
We think of the skin as something that protects the insides from dirt and danger and germs. But the skin is actually that part that, that makes contact with others, that, that senses how someone else is feeling by touching their hand, that gives off, offers a, a gentle touch to someone who is in need. That's our beyond ministry. And uh, Sarah is running that ministry, doing a fantastic job. And, and she needs, it needs to be the biggest organ in the church. It needs to touch as many people as possible. There's always a need for more people in, in that skin role. And if you love people, you need to be having a conversation with Sarah or the people at the, whoever's manning the desk after the service. Or you could be more interested in being the bones. The bones give structure. Uh, without the bones, we, if we took our skeleton out, I'd just become a mushy, muscly, skinny thing on the, gr- on the stage. And that would make it very hard to preach and very hard for you to take me seriously. But my skeleton gives me freedom of movement, gives me the ability to move across here, gives me the ability to speak with, with the jaws holding all the mouth pieces together. Skeleton's very important. That's, it's like the teachers in our church, people who are occupying this space, teaching in groups, home, home groups and other groups, because the Word of God gives us structure, gives us how to think. It sets boundaries. It says, well, this is how you do life. And it helps us to stay in a good place, upright, have a spine, keeps everything in order. What function or functions do you contribute to Christ's body? When I mentioned I was preaching about church teams, one guy at our men's group said to me, okay, so what are you going to do? Are you going to bribe us or make us feel guilty? And I said, well, he was joking, you know. And uh, I said, well, that's up to you. Listen to the message on Sunday. Same thing with you guys. It's up to you what you think I'm trying to do. But I will ask you one question. Are you part of Christ's body? Are you part of Christ's body? Because every part of my body is doing something. I might not be aware of it, but it's doing something. It's e- even the skin when I'm walking around, it's regulating the temperature of my body. I'm not aware of it. My, I'm keeping a balance, hopefully. I'm not falling over. I'm digesting the coffee from the previous service. My body is functioning, every part of it. There's, it's not like God just said, oh, yeah, and he also needs an unusual lump out of the uh, sticking out of the side of his arm or the side of his body. No, everything is there for a purpose. And by body, I mean the local church because the Bible uses the word church in the New Testament, and that is a, comes from a Greek word, which is ecclesia, and it literally means those who are summoned out gathering. The gathering of the called ones. And that's who we are. It's every now and again we get someone who says, oh yeah, I know, it, you know, local church, yeah, but I'm a member of the great earth global church. Yeah, but the definition of church starts with a local church. It starts with who are you gathering with? That's your church. We gather with other believers and that is the the local body of Christ. 
Are you part of that or not? Every part of our body is contributing to our health. Every part's doing its bit. So the whole church is healthy and growing and full of love, as the Ephesians 4 chapter said. God's vision is for all the parts to seamlessly work together so that we are a smoothly functioning whole, not just a collection of disjointed bits trying to do their own thing and not being coordinated. So if I have a part of a body that's not contributing, it's a, it's a problem. If my arm and, and someone else in the men's group said that he had his mum had had a stroke or something, now lost the use of the left arm. And that left arm can't do anything now, and neither can the hand at the end of it. Something's happened to it. And if I have a part of my body that is not functioning, bribery is not going to help it. Hey, arm, you get moving, I'm going to get some of that moisturizer you like. Doesn't care. And guilt is not going to work either. Hey, arm, if you don't start working, I'm going to start punching you with my other arm. Nothing. There's a problem, a medical problem. Either there's no blood getting into the arm, in which case there's no nutrients getting into the arm. The arm's not being fed. And uh, I'm going to be harmless, armless, soon because it's dying. It'll turn purple. Or it's not getting any nervous system connection. Maybe there's a pinched nerve at the top of the arm and it's preventing anything else from hearing any message from the head in the arm. Maybe it's a pinched nerve of fear. Maybe it's a pinched nerve of worry and anxiety. Maybe it's a pinched nerve of offence. Yeah, I gave my, I tried to help the church once and oh, a bunch of hypocrites, whatever it was, or they hurt me and it's unable to, to contribute anything. It's still not healthy. We've got to do something about that. We've got to plug in. We've got to get the, the nerve unpinched. We've got the nutrients to the arm. So if you don't contribute to the body, are you just, aren't you just a, a limp arm? Are you really part of the body? In his book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, um, Philip Yancey wrote it with a Christian doctor who uh, gave his life and his career to serving people with leprosy in, in, in India. And he wrote a whole book talking about each part of the book, of the body, and how it represents the church. It's beautiful, beautiful book. And uh, he says this, he says, Every cell serves the whole body, not just itself. In fact, it denies itself. It loses itself in the body. And it becomes part of the body. That's the attitude of every cell in your body. When you start getting a cell that says, okay, I'll take in fat, but I'm not going to let any out. I will uh, take deposits, but I won't let any withdrawals. That cell will grow and grow and become cancer. We don't want that. 
We want cells that say, well, yeah, I'm here, but I'm actually part of what's going on. How can I plug in? And we have uh, this verse, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. And I find that God takes us through doorways of life. One of the doorways that we won't, that most of us here have gone through is when we turn 18, and this magic thing happens where now you're free to make your own decisions. All of life has changed. It's a whole new world. You become a new person. You used to be a child. Now you're an adult. What a great blessing. What a great gift from God. But you're also responsible. You've got to make sure you stay alive. You've got to start feeding yourself and, and not just using all the money to go and buy a Cadbury. You make some wise decisions and mature. That's a doorway we go through, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You become a new person. And for those of us who are married, we become a new person when we get married. We're no longer just me. Now we are we. And all the decisions, the decision-making process changes because we have to take responsibility. Now I'm not just responsible for me and my health, my getting my act together. Now I've got to contribute to our health and our act together and us. And it, if I'm just doing everything my way and she's doing, Melanie's doing everything her way, it's not going to work. And so we had to change. And she had to do everything my way. And then it started to become clear from various sources that that was not God's will. And we had to merge and blend together into a whole new person. Now it wasn't just me, Paul Marshall. Now it was us, married couple. But there's another door that we go through as we accept Christ and as, we, as he saves us from eternal oblivion and blackness and godless emptiness. He says, welcome to life. Welcome to my body. It's a whole new life. Now I'm not just responsible for me and my health or for we and our health. Now I'm also responsible for his body. What are we doing? What's happening? How can I plug in? What does the head want me to do? Am I connected nervous system in? What does he put in me that I can contribute to the pool? Let's hear from someone who has recently gone on team for us, just recently, Trevor on the sound today. Let's welcome Trevor. Thanks, Paul. I'm, after hearing that, I'm beginning to think that uh, I'm up here because I drive the sort of car that you want to be. So, <laughs> we'll see. Um, g'day, uh, my name's Trevor Blake and uh, I've been coming here to C3 Watson for about oh, a bit over 12 months now and um, as of end of last year uh, I joined the creative team and as Paul mentioned I'm uh, up the back there on the sound desk um, giving you the opportunity to hear the wonderful band that we have up the front here, to hear what Paul actually has to say in his great message. Um, so the fact that you can all hear that in every part of the auditorium uh, means that I'm doing my job okay. 
Um, generally, the work that I do involves coming in uh, before the service, first service of the morning, helping set up, helping to practice, and uh, following that all the way through to the end of the second service. So, a bit of a long morning, but it's actually quite rewarding. Uh, we also get together on occasion on a Tuesday night to, uh, to grow, worship, and practice together as a creative team, which is a real bonding experience as well. Uh, when I think about the, uh, the reasons why I've chosen to volunteer in this capacity, there's two answers that come to mind. The very simple first answer is that Stu Gilding asked me enough times that I eventually gave in and said yes. But uh, the longer answer to all of this is uh, it's about family. Uh, I happen to be in the Australian Army and as such, my family and I have moved around quite a bit over the years. One of the things that uh, we've been very fortunate enough to do is to be able to find churches in those locations that we've gone to. Now, when I say churches, I don't mean just turning up to a town and finding a building on the corner. What I'm actually referring to is the people in the churches, because the people in the churches make the difference. They are what I would regard as my family, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And that really makes a difference in our ability to be able to settle in to an area. Uh, as most of you have probably experienced, and I hope you've experienced in your own homes, uh, being part of the family means there are things that need to be done, chores that need to be done, activities that need to be done in the house that help to keep that family functioning. Well, I don't see being in the church any different. And I see that being in the church or helping the church to thrive means that the family needs to get involved. Now, it may not necessarily be doing the washing or vacuuming the floors in here, but there's many other ways that we can actually be involved. You could be, as talked about, welcoming out the front. You could be putting these tables up on the stage or handing me the mic so I can say what I need to say to you. Uh, you could be making sure that the message goes out via the stream or even uh, be uncovering the chairs at the back here when the latecomers all come in and need somewhere to sit. Volunteering in any capacity so that our church can thrive is such a privilege. To look around and be able to say that I have contributed to all of you, you people feeling a part of this family of Christ is an absolute joy. And I think of the words of Jesus when he says, what you do for the least of these, you do for me. What a blessing it is to be involved. I encourage every one of you to find your way of volunteering in this church so that you can take pride in our family and bless this welcoming place, which we like to call home. Thank you. Thanks, Trevor. And we have a lot of things happening behind the scenes, uh, Monday to Friday. And I already mentioned uh, the Beyond team, which is ministering to McKillop House, a whole lot of ladies uh, in terrible trauma and so on, helping them and a number of other things, and, and there's huge plans for what we want to do beyond. And uh, group leaders, uh, other volunteers in the church. This church, we've got a, f a handful of staff, but we're, our job, according to Ephesians, is to train everybody to do the work. So the body grows, like it says that that scripture, grows in love and, gr and uh, health. So thank you for that, Trevor. Ephesians 3 verse 10 says this, 
God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So it's interesting, isn't it, that God's purpose was not just to save individuals. His purpose was to create a community called his body. And for that community, that body, to, to demonstrate to the world, visible world and unseen world, that this is the way life is meant to be. This is how we treat one another. This is how we love one another. This is how we serve one another. This is how we uh, accept one another and yet confront one another. Because both of those things are loving at times, if done properly. Because we're wanting to grow more in love. And uh, so everybody is welcome to, to take part however you feel you'd like to do that. God is building his church. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail. I'm building my church. Jesus is building, he's preparing a place for us right now while also building his church and making his bride, his church, his, his body healthy and beautiful. That's what he's doing. Let's join in with what he's doing. Let's make that part of the door that we go through. It's not just about us anymore. It's about his church, his body. And uh, the devil is all around us and, you know, it is easy to, uh, to look at things and get discouraged. It always has been because the devil is trying to bring hell to earth and God is trying to bring heaven to earth. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We try and do things just the way they're going to be done in heaven. The same sort of love that we show one another in heaven is how we treat each other here. He's building a healthy body. He's getting us established in his body. That's his goal, is that ours. Wherever we are in the world, let's get on board with God and help him build his church, starting with the local gathering of Christians. I invite you, if you haven't already, to offer some time each month to a team in the church, a team that suits where you're coming from. You might have a heart for this. We'll find a team that meets that great desire you have. And there are forms on the seats near you right now, or you can go online by going onto that QR code. And we're going to take a few moments just to fill in a form just to indicate the sort of areas that you're interested in. So why don't you go ahead and do that for three minutes? I will, uh, or maybe two minutes. I'll just put some elevator music on for you. The guys have, there are pens. Who's got the pens? Alan's got, uh, Anthony's got pens. Chris has got pens over here if you need a pen. Or you can go on your phone. Isn't this the song? Isn't this the song you dance to at your wedding? Be, uh, you do? Yeah. See, why don't we do songs like that? Twenty seconds. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
Third floor. All right. Let's take a moment right now to look to God. <coughs> Why don't you close your eyes and I want to invite anybody who has never committed themselves to the head, to Jesus. The first step of, con of connecting into the body of Christ, connecting into the head of Christ, connecting all into all the nutrients and, and uh, messages from the head is to call on God because without Him we are all headed toward a godless black oblivion for all eternity and yet He's offered to save us from that because He loves us so much He can't bear to be without us and yet the whole of the choice is ours and the first step is to surrender ourselves to him to lose ourselves to him the head of his body Melanie and I are not the heads of this church Jesus is the head of his church we surrender to him we admit our desperate need for forgiveness from sin because we have all gone astray we admit that we have ignored God, we've denied God, we've disregarded His truth, we haven't cared about the way He wants us to live, and we ask Him to forgive us for all of that and to cleanse us through the sacrifice that Jesus paid for us on the cross. And so if you want to join with Christ today in this journey of faith and service to Him, I invite you to say this prayer, whether you've never said it before or you've said it many times why don't we all say this together dear heavenly father thank you for your love and grace thank you for offering rescue from hell and sin and loneliness thank you for sending Jesus to pay my price my selfish sin I accept what he has done for me and I ask you to forgive me I ask you to come and guide me to be my head to fill me with your nutrients your messages the rest of my days in Jesus name Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.